Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the Book of Boba Fett, Episode 1, and the uh, resurrection of a... Uh, it's been a long time. I should have looked it up ahead of time, but it's been a real long time. Has. Of, of, a, of, a, of an old format. But before we go any further, we're going to get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And it's just us. And I'm Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was waiting to see if anybody else was going to like tag in real quick, but I, it's just us. Uh, welcome. <laughs> new year, new us. Uh, here we are. Um, me and Dylan out here. I want to thank everyone who uh, guested on the show uh, the past couple of months. It was really awesome having you all on on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see uh, a lot of y'all back in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Book of Boba Fett finally came out. I honestly forgot about it. It was such a busy week. I know we talked about it with Matt uh, last week, and he was real hyped up about it. And then right. New Year's, and I got my COVID booster on New Year's Eve and was subsequently dead the following day. You know, so I what Boba Fett. I watched it yesterday. I yeah, mean, I, I always I watch them. I was on a COVID haze uh, yeah. for like a few days, and I was like, "Is it Wednesday? Is it out?" I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is Wednesday. So I just watched it. It was it was the same. It was very anticlimactic for me as well. Yeah, my uh, my 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 mo is normally watch things the Monday before the podcast if it's a Disney Plus show, and I kept with that. So, but anyway, before we go any further, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle up pickle. Oh God, <laughs> the week it's gonna get worse. It's it's somehow worse now with two people. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our pickle of the week here. Um, my pickle of the week uh, is gonna be a game, um, and it's actually um, not even a new pick. It's a, not a new release this week. It is new to us though. We've never had this before. It's this role playing. I mean, it's relatively new. It came out in the last month. Um, it's an independent role playing game called Jingashi Blood in the Banquet Hall, and it's awesome. So I'll read you the 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 solicit here. Um, this is a collaborative storytelling RPG about a Chinese family making their living by running a restaurant in one of America's Chinatowns, circa 1920. Despite societal backlash and, and anti-Chinese laws, they have turned a profit for their quality and life has recently improved. Night, however, brings new terror. Players take on the role of members of the Chinese family, uh, mostly from the Guangdong province, uh, spanning three generations who face threats of Jingashi, hopping vampires at night and racism at, uh, by day. Uh, the players take, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, it has players balancing the responsibility of maintaining their family business while protecting themselves and their community from the dreaded Jingashi. This is primarily a game about storytelling. Combat is limited, but horror, drama, and sometimes comedy are the primary vehicles for driving the game forward. It's awesome. It comes in a really nice box, it has beautiful art, and I've heard nothing but good things about this game. I'm really excited to check it out. Uh, and really it will be available. Yeah, it will be available at uh, three of our Bedrock City locations. That is uh, Westheimer, Sugarland, and Clear Lake. Yes. Uh, so come in and scoop up your copy because they are uh, a little limited. So that's my pick, Jingashi, Blood in the Banquet Hall. Um, mine is there weren't there's not many new number ones this week. Uh, I, know. I guess we're still in the holiday slump, but uh, I found one that I want to read. It's a uh, Electra, Black, White, and Blood. Um, I haven't yes. really checked out any of these. Uh, Black, white, and bloods gimmicks before. Yeah, I, I flipped through them. I flipped through the Harley Quinn one, and I read a couple of the stories actually, and they were actually really good. Um, so I'm excited to read this one. It has a bunch of different writers, like Charles Soule, and you know, it's there. They're an anthology, so different writers and different uh, artists throughout. Um, but the art That's looks cool. really pretty. The art is. I like Electra. It has all the covers are good too. That's the thing. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so there you go. Come down, scoop those up. Um, that one is available at all locations. Um, uh, this is the point of the show where we want to get to our good ones segment where we, um, in remembrance of Ron, um, who had a, uh, toe fungus that really got out of hand and then is no longer with us. So, did, you know. did, wait, no, that was last week. Was it? Yeah. This week. No, you're kidding. You, I'm, I'm getting it a, I'm getting a mess. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. You know, you know we what? have that pond here. We have a little like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pond. Um, it Man-made got really pond. cold the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he went out in the middle of it and I was like, Ron, don't do that. And then he's like, the no, Zamb- bro, I'm fine. The, yeah. But he's like, I got it. And then the Zamboni just went right over him. And the Zamboni got him. Yep. It got him, man. He got Zambonied. Yeah. So shredded. you can go visit, you can go visit Ron as he's Zambonied underneath the ice at Dylan's house. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he's fine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you remember, if you're an old, if you're an old time fan of the show, you remember that uh, I say old time it was three months ago um, that Ron <laughs> left. Um, Ron started this segment called the good ones where we would list, he would list the number one comics coming out that month or that week. And if you don't know, number ones are a fantastic place to jump onto a series, uh, jumping on point for a franchise, getting reacquainted with old favorites, whatever. It is a great place to start reading a new series. Um, and as Dylan said, there's not too many this week, so we're going to get through it pretty quickly. We have Apache delivery service, Pantha, uh, that's P-A-N-T-H-A. Um, monkey meat from image, uh, Noctera blacktop bill special, Darkhold Omega, Electra black, white, and blood, Wastelanders doom, bylines in blood, and fourth man from AWA upshot. Uh, so that's it. That that is that that's the number ones. It's a it's a slim week, all right. Um, but th- that's 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 what we got. That's what we're working with the number ones today. Um, those are our good ones, but this is the part of the show where we like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and do it already. All right, let's get into our events. Um, we actually can, we have, we got some events now because Christmas is over. Holidays are done back to the normal. So um, I got my key forge stuff. Um, we got key forge. At, so at the clear Lake location, we have key forge on the seventh and the 21st. And you know what? This is a new year. So let me give, let me give the real quick pitch on key forge. If you don't know, key forge is a fantastic card game created by Richard Garfield, who created Magic the gathering, except the gimmick with key forge is that there's no booster packs. Every single deck that you buy, you only buy decks and every single deck is different. They're procedurally generated. And in the first set, there's 1.4 quadrillion different possible combinations of cards. So there's 1.4 quadrillion deck possibilities in the first set and so on and so on. Um, It's a ton of fun. It's very anti-meta in that you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars every set drop to get the best cards to build the best deck. You can just spend 10 bucks, get your deck and go play. Uh, which is why we love it so much. So we have um, an event this uh, Friday, uh, the 7th at 7 p.m. Uh, we always set up an hour early so that you can come learn to play. You can totally learn to play in 30 minutes and then play in the event. Uh, we've had it happen multiple times. So this coming week, uh, we are doing a two-deck survival where you buy two decks for the price of one and you play until you lose with both of them. That's a great format, fan favorite. And then on the 21st, we are doing a Chainbound Archon, which is fancy way of saying bring a deck from home and win with it. Um, then we have on the 22nd, 
We have our paint club that is miniature painting. Um, been a ton of fun doing these. Uh, love having everybody come out to Clear Lake. Started out as a virtual event. Um, has grown into um, a really fun in-person thing. Um, but anyway, wow. so the way that the way this one is going to work this month, this is one of the structured events. So it's going to be twenty bucks, and we're going to be painting the Bone Claw. It's a really exciting mini. Um, I I had to Google what a Bone Claw was too. Don't don't feel bad. Um, so. I Googled it and actually the mini does look pretty sweet and we do have them in hand. So thankfully, nice. <laughs> if you're a longtime listener, you know how, what a struggle that's been. Um, but anyway, so it's 20 bucks. You get the miniature, you get two brushes, 12 paints, a water pot, uh, and a little, a little palette. And then we all sort of uh, follow the instructions together and try to paint the same mini in relatively the same fashion and hope for the best. And now if someone like goes off the rails, is that, Oh, Nick totally went off the allowed? rails. Nick, Nick went, Nick Ryan, that is, went super off the rails uh, on the Death Tyrant and went with like a blue theme, kind of like a, you remember those uh, 8-bit Friday the 13th Jason figures that we had? They were like blue and purple? No. Okay, cool. Look like that. Okay. Um, anyway, it was blue and purple instead of like bone colored. Did it come uh, out? And Yeah, Did it looked, it actually, out? it looked awesome. Uh, okay. It looked super good. So yeah, no, you can do, you can do whatever you want. However, I, I will be painting it by, by the book and anybody that wants to follow along with me is welcome to do so. Um, so uh, those are very limited uh, seating. Uh, we only have a maximum of 23 seats because uh, we get 24 kits and one has to go to the instructor, which is me. So 23 kits uh, available. Um, I'll be there. Dylan's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You heard it. Mm-hmm. Probably. And the, ne- and the next week he announces a, f- uh, a signing. No, no, no. This is going to be our best one yet, too. It is. Um, so we don't do any sort of uh, pre-sales on these. Uh, you need to just uh, come in a little bit early and pick up your kit. Um, the event starts at 6 p.m., runs till we stop painting between 9 and 9.30, but it's a hard stop of 10. Um, the tables will be set up a little bit early if you want to get there, uh, probably around 4 o'clock, but we won't be doing any sort of official painting until 6. I know Nick Ryan is going to come by and finish the thing he was working on last month. Uh, a little bit early. So that is going to be the 22nd. That's a Saturday at, uh, at clear Lake. Cool. That's all I got. I only have a couple as well. Um, I have a live sale tonight. It is on our Facebook page, betteroxinger.com slash live. Um, we'll get you there and I'll tell you all the rules as well. This week we have all of the key issues, like graded key issues, a bunch of modern ones, if that's your cup of tea, you know? Okay. Um, got a first carnage. Uh, ASM 300 for Venom. Um, nice. For Spider Gwen. We have the Ooh. incentive variant of the first Spider Gwen, uh, 9 8. The Greg Is that Land. The one that you had? A... Didn't you have a. Yeah. Nice one? Are we going to talk about this? Okay. So <laughs> oh. I had that. I bought it for $20 at Bedrock, you know, when it yeah. came out. I was like the OG adopter of Spider Gwen. Oh, yeah. 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 You were old school. Um, uh, so then I did resell it for $700 you know I'm like sweet I made a ton of money you know what I mean yeah and I never do that I, I only that's do that not, that's something not I buy thing. like balloons and then I'm like well have it's to not worth it to keep it you know like I don't care about it that much um right it's like do I like so, $600 or do I like uh exactly yeah this comic um but how much do you think the one oh and mine Ooh. was a 9.8 I, I graded it it came back to 9.8 um well, this, what is, what this is, this is the same thing? exact why don't, why don't you guess Michael Nine eight, <sighs> boy. First Spider Gwen, I'm gonna say fourteen hundred. Double, double what you. It is. 
$8,500. Dylan! Dylan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's that hurts so that's bad. That's what we're working with. The last one sold for $11,000. Oh, I mean, you made the right uh, choice. You never could have. I mean, I know. know. It's like, um, the I know the uh, the store manager of Nans had a really nice Walking Dead number one that he sold when the show got optioned. Oh no! Yeah, for that's for, the time think, normally though to do it. Yeah, you know? he sold it for two hundred bucks, which you know that book definitely peaked a lot higher than that. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's rough. That's a good book. So if you want to come in and drop a eight k, yeah, that's a good but book. we have the regular one as well, which is significantly less. Can't remember the price, but. There's um like for silk, other first appearances and stuff too. Oh, nice. But yeah, you don't have to be like a gajillionaire. There's a very like significantly cheaper things. Down okay. to like three three bucks. Um, and that's seven to nine PM tonight, which is Wednesday. Do you have any and copies then... of NFL Super Pro? Yeah, yeah, we have a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Me too. And then um <laughs> coming up on January 28th at the Sugarland location is the first ever manga book club. Ooh. Finally announced it today. We had to iron out some details. Um, they're going to be reading Happy Kanako's Killer Life Volume 1. Uh, that's 20% off at any location. I'm not sure if all the stories have it, but you can use the transfer it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the book's supposed to be really good. I've only, I, I keep ordering it. Um, oh, sweet. Okay. Um, yeah. And they're going to have free food and drinks and, just hang out and talk about the book. It's right after work. It's a Friday. Um, like I said, January 28th, which is, I think they're going to do it like seven right after work. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm excited. That's really cool. That's all I got, really. Okay. Awesome. Well, c- you know, come come down to these events. It really you know, makes us happy. All right. It's, it's really, it's all we got going on. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear any what I said? Yeah. We hear it. Okay. Sorry. My- oh. Never mind. Go on. You had technical difficulty. Um, it, my my muted logo appeared, but whatever. Oh, sorry. weird. No, I heard all of it. I was no, like, I just, you, I, you I would looked. do that. You would like play it so cool to dub me in later. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like as mm-hmm. I'm talking. <laughs> now, now, eagle-eared listeners, that's happened once before. You tell me what episode that happened on, and I'll give you twenty five percent off any one item in the store. That's why I'm so like distrustful because i feel like right it could any you, you could pull that off right uh, I, i'm a you know i'm a wizard in the booth you know what i'm saying like you'll never know that's not true i'm very bad at editing anyway so let's get into the watch list where we talk about all the things that we watched this week um we watched uh aew as always and let me tell you if you did not see the street fight between penelope ford the bunny uh, and the bunny versus uh, who was it? Ty Conti and Anna J on rampage this week. Who we, that is a candidate for most exciting match of the year. Why? Why? It was, it started at a hundred Dylan. Like there were like, they just went into it with like trash cans, chains, baseball bats, the moon salts, the backflip off of a, off the ropes onto a table that didn't break. It looked horrendous. Um, this one, uh, lady got punched with some brass knuckles and normally, so there's an old school thing in, uh, wrestling that women's matches aren't supposed to have blood cause it's not sexy. Um, yeah, I know. Right. It's so dumb. Um, boy, that was not the case here. Uh, two out of the four of them, um, were bleeding, but boy, the bunny looked like she was having a problem. It was, 
insane. Huh. And the the finishing move, the finish of the match was great. It was a submission move with a with a choke, but the choke, the choker's uh, arm was wrapped in barbed wire. It was crazy. It was great. It was wild. And these are women that are not known for this type of content. It was just like took everybody by surprise and just bananas. So if you have the ability to go watch AEW Rampage from this past week, go watch it. It was nuts. Um, what else did I watch? Um, I watched um, Savage. No, I watched Savage Reach last week. Um, I watched a movie called Tiger Claws, uh, which is from uh, 1992, um, which is a movie I got from Vinegar Syndrome on their Black Friday sale. It's a three-pack of martial arts movies starring Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, and that if you've ever seen any 80s and 90s martial arts movies, you've seen, you get it, you know what it is. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Polo Young being great. It was a ton of fun, very cheesy, the worst acting in the world, but <laughs> a lot of fun and a great restoration from Vinegar Syndrome as always. I gave it a two on Letterboxd for reference. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's bad, but I had a great time, but I, but I clicked the liked button, you know? Like I really, I did like it. <laughs> But it's pretty bad. I get that. So that's a very specific experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's very cultivated. I'm excited to watch two and three. That uh, it's a it's a it's a set that has one, two, and three in it. I'm I'm hyped. But that's that's really all I watched. All right. I didn't really watch anything relevant to the podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, I watched wow. the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix, and I watched the new season of Emily in Paris season two. Which okay. Aren't neither are worth talking about unless you want to hear about do you want me to talk about Emily in Paris? I do. What I don't even know what that is. It's a um oh boy, it's a uh show about a American marketing person who gets sent to Paris and then it's just like a very romanticized version of uh, of Paris, you know. Oh, and uh, it sounds great. There's some controversy around this show. It was nominated for a Golden Globe, even though it's really bad. Okay, um, it's really well made, but it's like it's bad. It's um, but they they basically bribed their way to a nomination with a bunch of the voters. Really, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's like that's more interesting than the show itself. But they threw huh. lavish parties. They invited all the critics to Paris. To the don't set. you love Emily in Paris or what's the show called? Yeah, Emily Paris. Yeah. Um, so they like flew them out and put them up in five star hotels in Paris. So so they 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 campaigned pretty hard. Yeah, they're like we're getting this not this nom. Um, and then so the they, show came they out didn't and do it's the, like garbage. They didn't do the Titan thing of not doing anything and just submitting their name. Yeah, that's yeah, very that's French. Much. This is an American production. I feel like oh, the well, more yeah. French thing you do is be like. I don't care. It's amazing. If if they realize it, then they realize it, you know? Otherwise, the Americans are stupid. De la vie. Yeah. Um, so la vie. <laughs> Is that but, how that uh, goes? Yeah. But that's, uh, that's all I got. Okay. Well, we watched Boba Fett. Let's talk about that. We both watched Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, episode one. Uh, we, we said last week, uh, or we posited the question, are we going to get a big reveal <gasps> or something in this one? Uh, no, we didn't. We did not. No, no we hook. sure didn't. No hook. Um, I think anyway, so let's, we'll, we'll get into it. Dylan, uh, we covered it a little bit last week, but, uh, were you excited for this or not so much? I was looking forward to watching it, but I would not say excited. Um, sure. I'm not, I mean, as we know, like we just have, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I like the, I like some of them. Um, and I like Mandalorian fine. 
So I thought I was expecting this to be like on that level, Mandalorian level. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, I thought that's gonna be cool, you know. So that was it. Right. Because the trailer did look good. Um yeah. and yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat a little bit more uh into it than Dylan, but not like a super Star Wars fan. I uh, I've been a lifelong fan, but not like not like that. Is is Claire like rubbing off on you at all? Like are you gonna no. is it no dang. no dang no uh I mean they they're they're trying they're really they're trying real hard to get me to watch the animated stuff. Did you buy the Boba and, Fett skin on Fortnite? No, I bought the Stormtrooper. I don't care about oh, Bo- Boba Fett. Okay. Bobo Fett. I don't, I don't Bobo Who Fett. is she? I don't even Bobo know her. Fett. Get out yeah. of here with your Boba Fett. Um, I know. I hate Boba Fett. I notoriously hate Boba Fett. Uh, he's uh, going off of the films. He's a garbage character. Uh, oh. He has. Well, I mean, he's nothing. He's cool armor. That's the, that's the reason he's a character. Sword. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's his he has a suit of armor with a couple of pieces of dialogue. Um, and then I understand in the in the cartoons and the comics and the books, he definitely is expanded and there's a lot more there. But going off yeah. of you know the or the source material, uh, he kind of sucks. Uh or, his character not, is like the yeah. equivalent of when like Batman puts on a new suit for a second to sell a toy or something, like an Arctic Batman. Right. It's I like love that. Arctic Batman, it's uh-huh. my favorite. Um, but I, so anyway, um, I, I also, I know Matt said it and I saw, I also saw the same Robert Rodriguez interview where he said that the, the, the trailer was only the first 10 minutes of the show, which was a lie. It was incorrect. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't go back and, and, uh, did not happen. Robert, I, I, no. I remember different things, many things from the trailer that we did not see. So that was bonus. Well. But, yeah right but um anyway i don't know this was <laughs> fine um i i liked it all right um i thought boba was stronger <laughs> than he was in the films um but honestly like i think to me the the standout here is fennec uh i think she's the she's cooler cool. character um I, I, she was definitely more more cool you know actiony uh, Boba Fett's, you know, kind of broken down and he gets in a fight and he does some good stuff, but then he has to get carried by his shirtless Gamorrean guards to his back to tank to recover. Uh, mm-hmm. You're getting a bunch of flashbacks of how he got here, which is neat. You get to see a little bit more Tusken Raider stuff, which is cool. But this is what know. everyone wanted, right? They wanted to know how he survived. Yeah. And so crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. Yep. That's it. He just crawled out. It was all fine. I mean, he he burned his way out, but you know, okay. That mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's that's how you that's how you do it. Um, it was fine. I'm gonna continue watching it, of course. Uh, what did you think, Dylan? Because you have to. Yeah. Would you if you didn't have to? I was I was gonna ask you the same question. Um, no, I don't think I would. I think it wasn't I, strong enough. I might give it one more, but I don't expect much out of that one more. I think I would continue it just out of obligation. Not even, sure. not even a podcast obligation. Just I don't know some kind of weird talk, working well, out sort of thing. Yeah, that oh, kind sure. of thing. Um, but I think I liked it a little bit less than you did. I uh, I didn't have a bad time watching it. It was okay, but um, I thought it was pretty weak for a first episode. Um, this has happened before, and then the show gets good, you know, and it ends up being like a decent show. So it's maybe not like the whole thing, but um, it was still like visually 
very high quality, like on the level of Mandalorian. Like, like right. I think some of the highest quality TV, like the best looking um, televisions, it looked very cinematic. A bunch of the sets, like you wouldn't know that this isn't like movie quality for a bunch of it, you know? Oh yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, so like, to me, it is like almost still worth watching on a technical level because it's just like cool to look at that stuff, you know? And it's only 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, you know? Um, right. But I didn't think the story was compelling at all, at least so far. Um, I realized they had like a hurdle to overcome by like saying, oh, we got to explain this first, you know? So I'm hoping maybe they're like, this is the obligatory get this out of the way thing prologue yeah and then they'll be like okay now we'll do the story um but i thought the action was good too um it felt a little the action was uh a little clunky um i i I agree especially the big fight in the in the middle of the street with the two of them with fennec and boba in the middle of the street yeah it just looks very staged very choreographed and and also the fight with the, the monster when he was in chains or whatever Mm-hmm. It just um, it kind of looks like things aren't connecting, which is uh interesting because I thought he had it it worked a lot better in Mandalorian, his fight scenes, you know? Yeah. Um I think this takes place before that, right? So uh yes. maybe he just gets better and it's on purpose, you know? Well, he's pretty uh, like broken down. Yeah, like, so he's having to retreat to his back to tank uh mm-hmm. for healing mid fight, essentially um so i don't know yeah maybe that's on purpose so we'll give it the benefit of the doubt but i'm not aware of any of the characters motivation really at this point other than being like a bad crime lord you know right or trying to survive which isn't interesting to me um i think i think all all we have right now is that he wants to be better than jabba or not rule through fear like jabba jabba did um but I, do you think um, the show is limited by requiring a bunch of upfront knowledge? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm hope, at least I'm hoping that's the case. That they sure. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, definitely, though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you've never seen Star Wars, you can't really watch this. Well, at this point, I think they're trying to overcome that by doing this big intro. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it felt unnecessary, like superfluous to people who, I don't know. You could just say he got out, like, and not do this right. whole thing. It, it didn't have to be like half the episode of him in the Tuscan Raider camp and mm-hmm. being enslaved and et cetera, et cetera. Unless, of course, that that's paying off in some capacity towards the end, which it very well might be part of the overarching story. Um, it is hard to judge based on one episode, but right because I mean, you I mean, know that the Tuscan Raider leader, you know, eventually. What, what you know, he won't give him water multiple times throughout the thing, watches him getting his butt kicked, and then eventually at the end of the thing, lets him take a drink. So I was like, okay, he's getting recognized. So maybe that Tuscan guy is going to show up later and help him out or be I'm on sure. his council. Or I don't know how, yeah, being a crime lord on Tatooine works. I thought the ninjas were pretty cool. <laughs> I, I did too. That was my big takeaway, but the ninjas. But we are judging an episode. I mean, that's what a bunch of people, that's what everyone does when they watch it, you know? And there is no hook, I don't think. It didn't have the Mandalorian. Regardless of having like a uh, gimmick, like Baby Yoda, you know? It turned out that wasn't a gimmick and that was the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there was no, uh, I don't know, there was nothing like to talk about or any kind of like big hook to like be like, I can't wait for episode two, you know? Right. 
and I don't know if this is like blasphemous to say, but I thought that um, I don't know that the acting seemed really uneven for me. I don't know if he's considered a good actor. Um, I don't know him from anything. Well, I thought I don't know him for much, but I thought he was equally as bad here as he was in Aquaman. But I could talk Aquaman up to just being, uh, you know, Aquaman. Well, because um, yeah. even like Nicole Kidman wasn't very good in that, and she's a great actress, you know. So, uh, but yeah, he, I forgot he was in Aquaman. I, there was a lot of overacting, a lot of, uh, um, I don't know. I think when you are doing this like stoic dude role, you know, you need to be like overly charismatic so that we can connect with you. Even right. though, yeah, because he has no um, motivation or personality thus far. So I think like you need like a charismatic guy and I haven't like seen that yet. I'm hoping we will though. Yeah, I'm looking at his Wikipedia and I mean, other than Star Wars, uh, you know, I mean, he, obviously he played Django in, in episode two. I don't know. I don't really recognize him from much else other than uh, Aquaman, like we said earlier. I'm sure he's vo- good, good in stuff. A lot of voices. But... Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I agree. I think he was a little just kind of uh, hot and cold. My my final like uh, summary for this review that I wrote down is that I can tell that I won't be able to recall anything from this episode in like a couple weeks. Oh, absolutely. It's already almost gone. It's fading. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I agree. It's. Uh, I don't know. I think th- to me the most memorable part is him in like that inside the sarlacc, all gross and like blah, 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 you know trying to burn his way out. That that's all visually. Yeah. I think that's all I'll remember. And and Fennec looks cool. I think she's neat. Uh, I, I I at this point I wish this sh- that we were watching a Fennec Shand show. Um, but we'll see. We still have how many episodes? Five, six, seven. Several. Yeah. Many, many episodes. We'll see. Too many. Too, too many. Um, but well, I mean, I don't want to say that yet. I don't want to say that yet. No. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to start hate watching it. But we aren't we're not gonna drop it like we dropped Modoc. Uh no, certainly not. We, we dropped Modoc like a bad habit. Uh yeah. That was one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's it for the watch list. So I, I, I told you earlier at the top of the show, we're going to bring back a, uh, a long forgotten segment, <gasps> long forgotten what segment. Is it? I don't know, but, uh, it has, it has a, it has a jingle. Oh, that's right. Get it. She's back. That's right. We're doing top 10. <laughs> Top 10 is coming back. It's been a hot minute um, since we've done a top 10. Um, I can actually tell you probably when the last one we did was. Uh, it looks like top 10. We did uh, 2019, uh, September September 2nd, 2019. We did top Dang. 10 horror movies. Well, that's that's when we edited it. So that's probably when we recorded it. So whatever that week. So there we go. So we pre-COVID. are doing. Yeah, pre-COVID. Uh, that was me, Ron and Dylan. We are doing top 10 films of 2021 yay that's right so um if you're new to this whole top 10 thing the way we do them is we start from 10 go to one um if we have any repeats on the list we will save them for when the the person uh who has them ranked higher to talk about 
Um, well, Dylan, Are you going to let this... me know? Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't have that up. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so we're going to, but you have your list on. I have my list, but I don't have the, the okay. thing up where we're... just be like, shut up. We have that later yeah. if I, if it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so Dylan, was this hard for you to make? No. It was hard to get like the order, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I'm doing letterbox now and I could just sort by stars. Oh, you know, yeah. For whatever reason, finding the favorites was like very quick. I, I got like, I did a top 12 and then I t- had to take two out and it wasn't that hard. What about you? Um, uh, same. Letter- Letterboxd really made this a lot easier. Sounds like we're sponsored by Letterboxd. Um, yeah. But thanks to Letterboxd, <laughs> yeah, I can sort pro- my top 10 movies. Enter promo code uncanny at checkout. Is there even like a premium letterbox? There probably is. There's some. Yeah, yeah, there is. Okay. Well, we got to get on that. Um, and I have it, and my life has changed ever since. Let me tell oh, wow. you. No, You've made sorry, so many on. more friends since since signing up for Letterbox Premium. I'm enjoying movies Ultra. like never before. Ah, I'm I'm rating movies on a different scale. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, no, it wasn't hard to to make the list, the ordering was a little bit hard because uh, I have a lot of four star ratings. And so it yeah. just had to go off a gut feeling, you know, um, we do Are you have adverse to a half star. No, I am not. I do okay. give a lot of half stars. Okay. I do give a lot of half stars. Um, so we also, we have a couple of honorable mentions here and we have uh, a bonus three Razzies that we're going to hand out as well. So, um, Razzies. Razzies. Um, I want to do. Let's do our um, honorable mentions. Let, let's do our honorable, honorable mentions halfway through. What do you think about that? There's a what? What the appetite here? Um, okay. So let's start off with number ten. Um, so I have two movies on this list that kind of feel like a bit of a cheat um, because they debuted in festivals in 2020, but they were at home and they were home video. Or never made the or or theatrical or whatever right. in 2021. That counts. So yeah. So my number 10 is Psycho Goreman. I've talked about it um a lot when it first came out in January. Um Psycho Goreman is a fantastic horror comedy. Um it's a Canadian film, uh, and it's about a brother and sister who find uh, an uh, an alien rock. And they end up being able to control this alien monster uh, who they name Psycho Goreman or PG for short. Um, and it's hilarious. Um, it's bad. Uh, but in but like in that good way, like they know that it's bad. The bad bits are bad on purpose. They and know what cor- Yeah. Corny on purpose. Um, like there's there's a there's a uh, a song. Uh there's a couple of montages as well, but there's an original song performed by the girl uh, called Frig Off. It's pretty good. Uh, okay. It's a, it's an awesome, it's an awesome good time. It's available on streaming. Um, I, I, I don't think it's available. I love Psycho Gorman, dude. Um, if you like, if you like funny horror movies, I mean, it's not a horror movie. It's I more know. like an action movie. Um, it's on Prime. Oh, it's on Prime. You can watch it for free if you have Amazon Prime. So go watch Psycho Gorman. I really loved it. It just slipped uh, slipped through the cracks for me. I definitely want to watch it. It did. I'll I'll send you the Blu-ray. Ooh, okay. Unless you have Prime, you can just watch it on Prime. Oh, yeah, I do have that, actually. There you go. It's free? 
uh, is what it looks like. It says Google says requires subscription. Nice. So. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Uh, mine number 10 is Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, doesn't it feel like they came out a long time ago? The, was that 2021? Yeah, I guess so. Why are, you, why are you lying to me? It was a few months ago. It wasn't even that long ago, I feel like. Wow. But, uh, um, yeah, that's my that's my number 10. Um, I know, I mean, it feels weird to talk about it again because we reviewed it, you know? But um, Sure. No, I thought but, it was like, just like, I guess you've to had summarize. time to think about it. Yeah, it sat with me now. Um, right. And I really enjoyed it at the time, but, um, and I watched it twice. Um, nice but twice. it's like, yeah, nice twice. Um, I really like it still. It's one, I feel like it's the most uh, like human Marvel movie that we've gotten. It's like, very I, I definitely low, agree with that. Yeah, it's like very low stakes in the, in the sense it's like the world isn't ending, but it's very like, emotional high stakes which is my my bread and butter you know um and right. introduced, introduced us to yelena one of my favorite mcu characters ever um i i like that it it was the first one it was a weird one to return to with the pandemic because this was like the big return to theaters i remember um yeah. so it's weird that we returned to the movie where it was like this it, like the marvel sheen was stripped away i felt like it was very like in favor of more like a raw I'm not going to say it's like an art house movie, but you know what I mean? It wasn't as like shiny and pristine as some of the other Marvel movies, but I really liked that. It was like the first one post Endgame where they were like taking a risk, doing something different, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought it paid off. I know, I know it's like not the most highly regarded Marvel movie, but it's in my top 10 for sure. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I, you know, I honestly forgot about it. It's been so long. Like when did it come out? Like July? June, July? Yeah. It was because we did our vaccinated showing thing. I, I mean, I can't remember right. what month that was, but it got pushed so many times. It's supposed to be in May, and I think it got pushed to July. But it was supposed, to, I thought, I think it overcame like the biggest hurdle of being a prequel for a dead character, you know? Yeah, that's really like, tough. I, I, I like managed to still really uh, enjoy it. And in my head, I'm just going to pretend from now on that it came out a few years ago where it should have, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked it. I, I, I do need to watch it again. I've only seen it in theaters. I'd like to watch it again. It was but better I, the second time. Moving on to number nine. Um, I had one we, we just recently talked about was Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I had a really good time with this movie. The more I think about it, you know, it's not the best Marvel movie, um, but I had a really good time watching it in the theater. And that's got to count for something. This isn't this isn't necessarily the greatest films of the year. These right. are my top ten. You know, this is what I had. You know, memorable, whatever. I mean, my number one is my best film of the year as well. But uh, and so if you've been different for a criteria while, for yeah, each, exactly each like entry, yeah, like Psycho Gorman is not that great, but man, you, everybody needs to watch it. It's awesome. I love Psycho Gorman. But uh, Spider Man No Way Home. We don't. What else do we need to say that we didn't say two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Right. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you haven't, but I'm sure it's coming to streaming soon. Actually, maybe not. Um, maybe in a month know. or so. Yeah, but it's it's very good. Um, it's not the best Disney movie, um, Marvel movie of the year, but uh, to me, the most enjoyable, the best time I had in the theater. Probably the best theater experience I've had in a while. Yeah, um, I won't ever forget the 
that theater experience, you know, and that's, that's really rare. So that's like a big thing to pull off. Yeah. Um, but that's my number nine. Sweet. Mine yours is is to skip. Yeah. I I see it now. Yes. We'll get to it because Michael and I share my number nine. Well, what is it though? Oh, we can can say what we can say. You can say what it is, but okay. My number nine is green Knight, but Michael has a little bit higher. So we'll just talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, and then in keeping with that theme, my number eight is Coda, uh, which is a little bit higher up on Dylan's list. So we will talk about that later. Um, that's a movie. <laughs> reason remember, for this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you remember, um, I saw Coda a long time ago, maybe even 2020 at the Sundance uh, drive-in yeah. film festival. Tell us. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's, that's my number nine is Coda. Uh, number eight is Coda. Uh, C-O-D-A. It's an acronym. Yeah. My number eight is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually have a lot of Disney movies too. on here, I'm, I'm realizing. Um, You're such a Disney fan, Dylan. I know. I'm a, I'm a Disney adult. Um, yeah, apparently. Who are you going to Disney bound next? Oof, I don't know. <laughs> Gaston. You. No. LeFou. <laughs> LeFou. Um, okay, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi yes. was my favorite superhero movie of this past year. Um, I thought it was like, it did have to adhere to the Marvel formula a little bit, you know? Yeah. And by a little bit, I made a lot, like it kind of was the Marvel formula, but um, it still yeah, made it, it worked still, really like, well. Yeah, it managed to like surprise me. Like I knew where we were going. I knew where we were going to end up, but things happened along the way surprised me. It, it wasn't um, like formulaic in that way. You know what I mean? The, right. the the sequence of events like i liked i don't know like there was a bunch that was refreshing beyond just the diversity you know um like like katie sticking around like the whole movie was like felt like a new i know thing to me. like they always like ditched the girlfriend at some point like in act one yeah but and then she'll cool. like you keep they'll, they'll call worried later yeah right but um i don't know and like the i've seen it like three times i think um and the I don't know. It's hard to like pick things apart with it that 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 are bad, you know. There's not a lot bad. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's all right and isn't like I stellar. Thought, but I thought it had like the best action, like hand to hand action of any Marvel movie. Um, and it had that I, like. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. I I wasn't like trashing the Marvel scene with Black Widow because it was refreshing to not see that. But this one like definitely had that. It was more like the Marvel we know. Which is like, I don't know. It's like a fun, what do I say, roller coaster ride, like a theme park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good time. Like it's, you know, it's um, it's very fun. Shang Chi was really good and a better film than Spider Man No Way Home. Um, I just enjoyed the theater experience more of Spider Man. Yeah, agreed. But so that's in my mind, and I also just saw it, so it was like more memorable to me. But, but it had like its own voice at the same time. It de- you know? it definitely like, did. It very like. Like we have like the Ryan Coogler and Taika Waititi, and I feel like like Dustin Daniel Crichton's like another one, you know. So I I'm agree. excited to see more. Me too, me, definitely me too. Um, moving on to number seven, um, a movie that we reviewed in the podcast a few months back is. Surprised uh, by this? Yeah, the I loved it. Um, it was not what I expected, but I, I I've watched it again since, and I really do like it. Um, number seven for me is Lamb from A twenty four, directed by. Um, somebody uh vladimir johan johansson uh the okay. icelandic the icelandic movie with numi rapace um who is always fantastic 
and starring a bunch of other people that I've never heard of. Um, right. But it's about the uh, the the family that adopts uh, Anna. Lamb. Anna, the the half lamb, half person, mm-hmm. as their as their child, and it's really is the trailer is very misleading. It is. And it's going to make you think it's you're watching a horror movie, and you're not. You're watching a family a family film a with drama. a little bit of family drama and some strife, uh-huh. and then a, and then a, just with one fantastical element. Yeah, well, then I love two, movies like that. Two at the end. It's like they they treat like the lamb is normal. They'll, yeah. Like take, take switch the lamb out for a little girl, a human girl, mm-hmm. and it's just a family drama with yeah. some yelling and some. You know, it's. I really liked it. I thought the performance from Numi Rapace was really top notch, as great. it always is. Um, it's not available to stream for free anywhere, but it's available to rent on everything. Um, hundred percent recommend Lamb. Uh, really, really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. What's your number seven, Dylan? My number seven is another Disney movie. Another one. Another one. Raya and the Last Dragon, which I didn't I see that like yet. I, I watched three years ago, but um, it was apparently this year. <laughs> uh, I think it came out briefly in theaters and then like quickly went to Disney Plus, if I if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I think, it, but it's, I thought it was straight to Disney Plus. Was it? Wasn't it? I, I don't d- know, man. It's, I, it's I, yeah. Who I was knows? thinking about that about Luca today too. I was like, was that you know Disney Plus? That's what, Did I see that in a theater? That's Luca. You saw that at home. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you that's why on Letterboxd I have tags for if I saw it in the theater or if I saw oh. it, or if it was for the podcast or not. Like if I was requ- if it was required reading or if it was extracurricular. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that. yeah, you can sort of you can make your own tags for anything. So, yeah. Okay, I'll but Michael, you. you gotta watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Do I know I, you're not you're not a big animation guy. I know, right? But, but like, I make exceptions for Disney. Those are usually yeah. pretty good. Disney's had like the best year for animation. I think like these the three movies they did this year are all like tens, like fantastic. It's it's kind of weird. Soul, but uh, Soul was really great too. Really? Um, yeah, but Soul was last year. Oh, was it? Um, I don't, yeah. This year was uh, Raya. Yeah, it's exactly uh, Raya, uh, oh, Luca, and Encanto. Yeah. So it's right. like they've been knocking it out of the park. I'm sure someone's going to be like, actually, that's Pixar for one of them or whatever, but they're all Disney. Shut yeah. up. It's Disney. Um, it's it's the umbrella. But Raya <laughs> has um, the best animation I've ever seen, like CGI. It's really? so detailed and intricate, but like natural at the same time. It's hard to mm-hmm. explain. You know how sometimes things look too artificial and like they look like a video game, right? Yeah, it it didn't feel that way at all. It almost felt like, like, oh, you just could have made this live action with all the effort you put into this animation. You know, it was Mm. like it's like jaw droppingly good. Really? Um, Okay. And the, I mean, it's been like we've had three diverse Disney entries this year. This one was Southeast Asian uh, characters. Um, Okay. And remember when the trailer came out, everyone's like, "Oh, looks like Avatar," but it's like not that at all you know when right. the movie came out it's uh it like subverts the 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 tropes that you think it would follow but not in a way that feels like too stunty you know what i mean sure like i like frozen a lot but the whole like true love's kiss oh it's actually sister felt like a little bit like written like a stunt you know but it was good i, right. I liked it but like this one felt more more natural um okay and, like really heartwarming um 
I don't know. I love this movie. I can't say enough nice things about it. Kelly really? Marie Tran was fantastic. I, yeah, I do want to watch it. Honestly, I've I wanted to watch it, didn't watch it initially, and then forgot about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's in That's the queue. Happens. It's in the yeah. queue on Disney Plus, and I'm just and you'll never see it. Uh, I mean, I might. I might. I mean, I wa- when the, I when that to. happens for me, normal, it's very rare for something to make it out of the. Uh, like someone has to like come over and make me watch it or something. Like right. there's just too many new things coming out, you know. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's your number seven. Um, my number six. Um, I I mean I th- I assume most of these we've already we've all talked about previously. Yeah. Um, my number six I've mentioned and recommended several times. It's a film called Censor, C E N S O R. This is the directorial debut from a lady named Prano Bailey Bond. Um, and it is a fantastic first film. Um, beautiful. It is available for free on Hulu. Uh, also to rent on everything else. Um, or, oh no, with, okay. That's the, the website is I'm looking at says it's available on the Disney plus bundle and Hulu, but the Disney plus bundle is also Hulu. Okay. So anyway, this is a film about, um the in the 80s in the 70s and 80s in england there was this film classification uh battle legal battle going on about justifying about uh, classifying films as corrupting the youth and etc and they would you know um every every film had to pass the censor board and they would have to get approved denied or make certain cuts or whatever and then they would put out this list of things called video that they would that they dubbed video nasties which are the things that are so irredeemable that they are too dangerous to be released that the youth might see them and they would arrest shop owners. And it was, it was a wild time in England, the video nasty stuff. Yeah. And so this is a, a, about a woman who uh, works as a film censor during that era and is not, it's not a fan. It's not like a, she's trying to sneak stuff by. She's not a fan of the video nasties, but she, you know, takes her duty very seriously and watches all these horrific movies that she doesn't like until, um, she sees this, she watches this one film and she sees a, an actress who looks like her sister who's been missing since she was a child. And she becomes obsessed with this and tries to locate the actors and the, the director and try to find this woman who she thinks might be her sister. And it is awesome. Beautiful. Really compelling. It is. Um, and, and it, it, and it has a very divisive ending, I think. Um, okay. Cause it's kind of, bonkers um and it's very high concept okay uh, of an ending very um and it and i think the ending doesn't work if you don't know a lot about film hmm. um the ending is very bizarre uh th- take that take that n- know that going in if you're gonna go watch this thing um also vinegar syndrome put out a fantastic blu-ray edition of this it's very good it is better than the transfer that you will get on hulu um, however, I'm not going to recommend you go spend thirty five dollars on a Blu-ray Blu-ray blind buy, blind buy. But if you're gonna, that's the one to do it on. It's fantastic. Um, I really cannot recommend this highly enough. It is on Hulu. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, I definitely. I'm. I'm gonna actually you, you should, watch that one. You should yeah. watch this one. It's it's very um, Argento inspired in terms of the color palette, not in the way that uh, what, what was what movie did like we watch? Uh, oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it's a it's a proto giallo that's a like, ripoff like, of malignant <sighs> yeah yeah it's a malignant <laughs> ripoff 
So serenity now. Uh, yeah, go, go watch. Go seriously. Um, this is this is one of this is my most recommended movie of the year because um, I think it appeals to most people. I think most people can enjoy it, except for the ending. Um, well, that's a big part of it. It is. Is this is it ending divisive to the point where it's got like a neck like a rotten or like a negative like a bad letterbox or a negative it, it, the, the letterbox. Um, actually, I don't know the the rotten tomatoes. Oh, it does. It does have rotten a tomatoes sixty seven. Yeah. Um, no fifty six on rotten tomatoes. The audience oh, does score. It? Oh, the audience score. I like movies um, like that. That makes me want to watch it more. Censor <laughs> on Letterboxd has a has four four stars. Oh, oh. no, I'm sorry, three three point three. Excuse me, right in the middle. Okay. I love it. I think it's fantastic. If if you are a fan, if you would call yourself a cinephile, if you're that type of person, um, it's good. I like movies like that where people tend to lean heavily towards not liking it or liking it. Because mm-hmm. it's like a challenge. It's like I want to make my opinion, you know. Like, right? I'll decide, you know. It's like it's watch fun. it. Let let us know, Dylan. Yeah, I will. What's your number six? I hate it. Um, <laughs> my number six is uh, the Last Duel, which I'm very shocked is on this list because I was not looking forward to it. I thought it looked it looked bad. Actually, I thought it looked actually pretty bad based on the trailer. Yeah, I'm I am amazed that it's on your list. It's but the, you and one other person told me that it was fantastic, and someone else who's a, a tr- oh, really? opinion I trust. Okay. It's like, yeah, oh. it is. It's like if we had an award for like like most surprisingly good movie, it would be this one for me because <laughs> it was uh, at one time an Oscar contender, and I like try and watch all of them. So I went out of this like just for that reason, not out of any like desire to actually see it. Um, but it was actually fantastic. It's a. Um, it stars Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, and Adam Driver. Those are the main three three actors in it. And right. like, if you watch the trailer, it looks like a, uh, um, like a crummy medieval drama, you know. It does, um, but it ends up being like a, like a poignant, um, like commentary on like, I don't know, s- systemic like misogyny. Basically, um, it's mm-hmm. not like, it, it's not preachy, but it, it comments on that. It the story is that there's a um alleged rape and um this the movie is told in three parts from three different characters point of view it starts with matt damon's point of view who is the husband to the uh maybe victim and then it's adam driver's point of view which is the uh accused i guess sure and then it ends with um the victim's point of view um and the whole time you don't know you're seeing the exact same movie from three different perspectives um Interesting, and it it does a good job of like not demonizing men, but um, showing how like your different life experiences can affect how you see something. You know, sure. Like some may see something as consensual, some may not. You know, it's just like it it it, it was very nuanced in that way, which I really like. Okay, so it sounds um, very smart at the very least. Like um, it was like I mean Ridley Scott still got it sometimes. You know, House of Gucci, not that great, but this one was fantastic. I really don't want to like him. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's just like, I know I he know. comes off as someone he's I don't so, want to like as well. Yeah, he's he's so up his oh, own butt. The whole smartphone, like Facebook, whatever smartphone thing, right, was not attractive. Uh, well, but, he's an old old filmmaker. That's what they do. But, but yeah. we accept it. We accept it from David Lynch, though. It's acceptable when he says it. Of course. Yeah. Not Prometheus, dude, though. No, no. 
Prometheus so is good. His best movie in a very, very, very long time. Even if you don't like really? it, it's better than those. Yeah. I Okay. Well, I'll have to watch it then. Is that what you thought the story was based on the trailer? No. Yeah. I thought see? it was about chivalry. It's not. It's, the trailer is so bad. That's my other award. Worst trailer is this movie. Wow. Um, okay. Number number five. Um, this was also Dylan's number nine. Um, my number five is The Green Knight, which um, we also reviewed on the show and was really, really great uh, with yes. Beth Patel. Um, I, we were looking forward to this for quite some time. We stand. Um, we did. We stand it very early we played rpg we did directed by david lowry which i'm sure um, we're supposed to come out at the time of the movie um well of course but you know <laughs> here we are um david lowry who did what a ghost story yeah i remember looking up his movies and not being familiar with or I think not that's having the only seen them. yeah um yeah but this one was very good with dev patel as the lead also had um oh boy i think alicia vikander right Mm-hmm. yeah okay my lady She's the other. yes um this is a adaptation somewhat of the of the long poem by the unknown author uh we don't know who wrote this poem um that's not a gimmick that's just how it is um Jonathan Hickman. <laughs> some people attribute it to tolkien even though he had nothing to do with it it predates him but his name is on the cover of one of the more famous editions of the book because he writes uh, an essay about the Green Knight. Uh, um, that so there is all the credit, right? Some people do think he wrote it, but yeah, obviously he it, it predates him by a lot. Um, but it's a it's an Arthurian tale uh, is of Sir Gawain, um, King Arthur's nephew, who goes on a big quest to go find the Green Knight and uh, kill him. I guess start um, his honor. But man, it's it's really hard to talk about this movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I just, I'm only, I only remember feelings, not like good points. You know what I mean? Like, I just remember feeling, um, it's, a, it's, it's, also, it's, it's vibes, slow. The movie. It is vibes. It's very slow. Yeah. Um, I was amazed at how slow this movie was. And and I mean that in a, in a positive way, or I don't mean it in a negative way. I should say, um, it is a good slow, but if yeah. you can't do slow, this ain't it. Uh, I mean, it's slow, but a lot's happening at the same time. So you know? much. There's so much to watch and look at. Every frame is a wallpaper. It's so so like legitimately beautiful, you know. Yes. Um, it's and, like, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, and Dev Patel's performance is really top notch. Yeah, uh, he's really great. Um, man, See, he I does. Watch this he again. does what I kind of wanted Boba Fett to do, and that there's like not a lot of meat to his motivation, um, but he like makes up for it. Right. Like through his performance you know um this movie is like plot driven to the extent where like normally i don't like that you know right like the whole thing is it, plot yeah. yeah he has one narrow thing that he wants to do and things just happen and that's the plot and that's it um but it ended up being what i genuinely loved so it's hard to you're right it is hard to talk about it because it's not like a consistent cohesive story yeah because it's it is i mean it sounds like a joke that Dylan says it is vibes, but it re- I mean, really, a lot of the movie is feeling and reaction and how you observe things. I don't know. Like, you, I feel like this movie could also work as a silent film with just with just a score. Um, 
For sure, and, yeah. There's no, you know, there's, there's no dialogue that really matters. I feel like too much. No, not not yeah. really. Uh, other than what the Green Knight says, but then you could probably even figure that out. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's very visually stunning. I think uh, worth worth a watch if you if you if you're a fan of uh, cinema. I don't think we did a good job of talking about how it was good, but like I feel like our description made it sound bad, but it's actually good. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's not I a crowd pleaser though. I don't know how to tell you that the Green Knight's good. Uh, Me neither. It, like Dylan said, it is not a crowd pleaser. It's, there's not a, like a oh man, his fight with the Green Knight's so good. It's not. <laughs> it's not about. I hate that. it. I kind of hate it sometimes when people say things aren't a crowd pleaser because it sounds like a little elitist. It like, does pretentious, but like. It do- it does sound like it's genuinely yeah if you don't like it it doesn't mean you have bad taste it's just like it's an acquired taste this movie yeah 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 for sure it's not for everybody but i think anybody could tell you that it has objective quality yeah like and there's no movie it's very unique there's no movie like it right i agree it is, I it is anyway. not the movie that we thought we were getting yeah same with lamb same thing as lamb i kind of thought it was gonna yeah. be a little scary and it was not Right, I was expecting horror, and I got nothing out of that. But um, that's that is my number five. My number five is one that I've talked about a lot, even though we haven't reviewed it on this podcast. Uh, another Disney adult entry, Michael. I'm sure you've watched it by now since I've recommended it so much. It is Cruella. Oh, I'm sorry, Ooh. I haven't. Wait, I... I take back my most surprisingly good movie. It's actually this one. Okay. Um, but I want to hear about why you haven't watched it, Michael. Um, I know you've watched been, worse things. I instead, I've been too busy watching Tiger Claws and Savage Streets and made for Bla- made for TV Linda Blair films. Makes I sense. have no good. I have no good excuse. Other than honestly, so, I'm saving it to watch with Lori, and she hasn't been in. She has to be in the mood. To she watch would like movie. it. She would like. Oh, it. I know. I know she would. It's like okay. So this movie is. The big complaint with this movie is that it's entirely like unnecessary, which is true. I, I would agree with that. But so is every adaptation. I feel like a little of bit, course. you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't really get the logic there. But um, if you can like divorce your uh, knowledge of the animated movie, that Corella, and like see this as its own thing, I think it's like a very good movie. Um, it's like lavish and campy. And like the fashion's great, the acting is great. It's worth alone just for the Emma's Emma Stone and Emma Thompson for them to their adversaries in the movie. Um, and this movie is so much better than it has any right to be because it seems like a recipe for something that should be bad, you know? Oh um, yeah, definitely. Like all the other live action Disney ones, but this is not a remake by any means. It has a character that shares a name with another character, and that's basically it. It's like if. When something's like open IP and a bunch of different people make it, it's like almost like that. You know what I like mean? Like Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's like this Matt Reeves Batman movie. I guess it would be like comparing, yeah, the like '66 Batman to Christian Bale. You know, it's like right. They both they're both Batman, I guess. You know, but um, this Looks is wildly by, different. This is like it's it's directed by Craig Gillespie who did I Tanya the year before. Oh, and okay. it's like much more that than um, like Lion King or something. It's like sure. a Disney Disney fied uh, I Tanya, but it's fantastic. So good. Okay. I want to watch it, but, but before we get to the top four, let's hit our honorable mentions. Uh, Dylan, you have more than I do. So let you go first. I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of them. Sure. Real quick. Uh, Candyman. Malignant. Oh, yeah. I loved Malignant. I'm not, 
I'm not so in not- a way that deserves to be on this list, but it was like one of my most enjoyable experiences watching a movie this year. Um, mm. Lax, I love that movie. Uh, oh yeah, Last Night in Soho, Encanto, um, and uh, Mitchell's versus Machines, Luca, the Fear Street trilogy. Oh, I love um, the Fear Street trilogy. We had a great time oh, reviewing those. Yeah, those should have been in theaters. I'm so upset. It, I, they would have been, right? Weren't they supposed to be within COVID and they sold them to Netflix or something? Yeah, I feel like that would have been like a phenomenon, you know? Like, yeah. maybe not at that, but at least a bigger following where like everyone would know it. It's like, yeah, it's a bit missed opportunity. The Demon Slayer movie, that was so good. Um, oh, right. I mean, I've never seen any Demon Slayer, but... The movie was genuinely... Normally, I don't like those anime movies. <laughs> Sound like an old right. man. Those anime I don't like movies. those anime movies. Normally, they're needless filler, uh, which I'm not very, I'm not anti filler like a lot of people are, but they seem very like, um, like ancillary, you know. But this is sure. like, um, this one was like genuinely really good and like very well made. Um, and Belfast, it's my last one. Oh, Belfast, of course. I need, I still haven't seen that one. Um, my three, uh, Dylan already mentioned Shang-Chi, um, Eternals. Um, I had a really good time with Eternals. Um, definitely worth checking out. Um, and then New York Ninja, the uh, vinegar syndrome film that they found the cans for. You've heard me talk about this before, but I'll give you the quick refresh. Um, oh, vinegar yeah. syndrome bought this film, bought this film studio, and inherited their library. And in that library, there were these film canisters uh, for a film titled New York Ninja. There was no sound treatment, no script. There's no th- scenes cut together. Cut together. It's just dailies. No, there's nothing. They have no plot, nothing to go on. <laughs> Um, and so they, one of the guys gets a budget together and decides to start editing it together and make, and making this film, which is a 1982 ninja film, but is technically a 2021 film because he made it this year and he tried to piece together the plot, um, recorded dialogue with some bad lip reading. It's awesome. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It is available only through vinegarsyndrome.com uh to for purchase on blu-ray and if you uh lucked out like me on their january 1st uh sale they had 200 copies of the limited edition new york ninja cassette tape the vhs i scored one so you can also watch it That's on cool. vhs yeah i'm hi- i'm hyped so yeah go you found go a way out. to sneak an old movie in there michael i did i had i had to get an old movie in there loophole yeah that's it are you breaking um, out in hives talking about this many new movies at once I, it's weird I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, oh, th- these all came out this year. I was looking at my letterbox. It's like, man, I do watch a lot of old stuff. Um, like nineteen sixty eight. What is this? All right, uh, number four. We're running a little <laughs> bit long here. My number four is Last Night in Soho, another film that we reviewed. Um, and the more I sit with this one, I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was visually stunning. I say that a lot. I feel like that's what I like. I want a movie that looks good. True. Um, Same. And I, and I loved the performances from Last Night in Soho. Everybody was great in this movie. Um, and it's from Edgar Wright, who is always wonderful. Um, I don't know. I really, really loved Last Night in Soho. And Mondo's out here trying to get me because they, they have uh, two vinyl releases for this. One is the soundtrack oh, yeah. and one is the score. And I want the soundtrack, but the score has the better cover. Yeah, they're really it's pretty. Like, it's like keep punk. Like yeah. I just but anyway. <laughs> um yeah, right. I might. Starring uh Thomason McKenzie, Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, um, who were all great. 
Um, right. I, and I was honestly surprised by Matt Smith because I've, as a big fan of Doctor Who, uh, and he is my favorite doctor, I do tend to think he does tend to play uh, the doctor a lot. Or we haven't seen a lot of range from him. No, but he definitely had a little bit more in this one. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really liked Last Night in Soho. It is available uh, to rent everywhere for one of those expensive $20 rentals. But um, later this week, I don't remember the date, but it is later this week. It is coming to uh, Blu-ray and 4K. Nice. So it sucks. I feel like that movie was dealt like such a bad hand. It flopped so hard in the theaters. I know. Like if it wasn't for COVID, I think this movie would have done a lot better. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I hate when like a good movie suffers like that, you know? Yeah, from consequences. But I, I love it. I mean, I, it's great. Go see Last Night in Soho for sure. I mean, it's worth a $20 rental, honestly. I think it is. For sure, yeah. Just if you have a couple people. Yep. Um, My number four is a Netflix movie. Um, I saw it in theaters uh, a few weeks before it came out on Netflix. They do this thing where they, for all their awards contenders, they put them on it at Cinemark. Yeah. Just to, so they can qualify. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but it's called Power of the Dog. And it is a Benedict Cumberbatch uh, Western. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I've, this is completely under my radar. It sounds not great. It's directed by Jane Campion. I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank on her other movies. She hasn't made a movie in a decade. But um, she's a great director. And uh, it's, a, it's a Western, but it's a commentary on toxic masculinity. Um, okay. And, and Benedict Cumberbatch, I've never seen him better. He was so good in this. Like, he better really? be nominated. Yeah, this is like Tony Collette and Hereditary, like level. I'm championing it, you know. Okay. Um, and Kirsten Dunst, who is criminally underrated in, in everything. I feel like she's I feel like she's been like consistently fantastic in everything she's done since Spider Man, and everyone's just like, "Oh, but I didn't like Mary Jane," you know. It's like it's so unfair. Anyway, that's a tangent. Um, no, I, movie, I agree with you. The movie is about um, a single mother and her teenage son or young adult son and they uh she she marries a new guy and they move into um his big his big house on on a farm um and the guy her husband's brother is like a super toxic uh macho dude and just like terrorizes the family it's kind of like um like i don't want to say it's a horror but it's like very tense in that way um sure like, I don't know. You know when those movies are like they're not a suspense movie, but like the the things that are happening just like have you on edge the whole time. Yes, it's like one of those. It's like not very comfortable to watch, but okay, it was like so good, mind blowing, and it's really beautiful. You'll be happy to know, Michael. Oh, let's see. That's the photography is fantastic. Um, you're gonna for, have to for, watch it for the Oscars, Michael. I, I you're gonna I, have to get to it. For 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 reference, uh, Jane Campion has done um, not a lot uh, of movies that I would have seen. The only movie of hers I've ever seen is The Piano from the mid-90s. But that was nominated for Best Director, didn't win Best Original Screenplay, and did win Best Best Academy or Best Original Screenplay Academy Award. So um, she does a lot of period dramas, it seems. Right. This is fantastic, though. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's on Netflix? Yep, for free. Excellent. my number three is a film I talked about very early in the year. Um, I believe only once. Um, it was released in 2020 in uh, uh, what do you call them? Festivals. But then 
uh, home video and limited theatrical in January of 2021. So I'm counting it. Um, it is A Ghost Waits. It's a romantic comedy horror film directed by Adam, Adam Stovall. It's in black and white. Uh, and it's about a handyman who falls in love with a ghost. Uh, it's so good. Moving. Uh, sweet. Tender. Fantastic. One of my most memorable movies of the year. There's a there's a song that plays at the end of the movie that I have on a playlist that always just brings me right back to the to the final scene of the movie. So good. It's a shoestring, no string budget. Honestly, I was about to say that. Yeah, it looks like it. It, it looks dumb cheap. I think the, <laughs> the black and white is a, a stylistic choice, but also a choice to hide cheap equipment. Um, which is fine. I mean, this um, the Adam Stovall, the director, does not have a wiki page. Um, none of the actors have a Wikipedia page. Um, the only on the credits, the only company or the only thing that has a wiki page is Arrow Films, who distributed it. So it is available to stream on Arrow. Um, I don't want to give away the movie, but it is about um, the ghost. He falls in love with this ghost, and the ghost is obviously not supposed to do that. Uh, and then the ghost, the the boss of the ghost lady comes in and is like, hey, you're not supposed to fall in love with the client. You're supposed to scare him. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. And then she has this, you know, work struggle of like her. She's like uh, professionally supposed to haunt this building, uh, hmm. but she's falling in love with this guy. Um, it's I I love it. I think it's really phenomenal. Um, it is available to stream for free as part of Arrow, which I'm sure nobody but me has. Um, which is honestly, honestly, the best $5 streaming service you can get. It's phenomenal. Uh, but it's also a $2 rental on Google and YouTube and four bucks everywhere else. Um, nice. I so worth it. Uh, I, uh, the Blu-ray is available from arrow as well. Um, I would recommend owning it cause it has some great features on it as well. Um, with the, uh, director Adam Stovall and the, uh, actors uh well the main actor is McLe- as a guy named mcleod andrews who's also the screenwriter uh <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i mean he wrote it for himself so i mean he, he, know, he knows his range i'm sure um, this director will get bigger opportunities from this so because it definitely yeah. had like it developed a cult cult following i feel like I heard, i've yeah. heard other people talk about it too um it's very very good um it's again a lot of talking and not a lot there's not a lot of stuff going on there's yeah. really only three people, two people in this movie, three sometimes when the ghost lady's boss shows up. Okay. That it's really just the two people. Uh really can't recommend it highly enough. A ghost waits. That's my number three. My number three is one that I've talked about recently, but here we are again. Yeah. Um, it's another Netflix one that I saw in theaters that same way, same as Power of the Dog. It's called Don't Look Up. Um it's an Adam McKay comedy, disaster comedy, I guess I would describe it as. Um, sure. It's uh, about a team of uh, two um, scientists who discover a apocalyptic comet is headed towards Earth. Um, and they are, they first are trying to convince uh, our government that it's happening, um, or first their scientific peers and then the government, and then basically the world, you know, and there's some like tech people who think they can um, stop the comet. So there is like a suspense, you know, like the comet doesn't necessarily hit earth. 
um mm-hmm. so it's suspenseful in that way but it's like uh it, it it's very political which if that's not your cup of tea then maybe avoid it um it it takes shots at everyone um like you know it it's hard to talk about without getting like too political you know but uh right it it takes shots at democrats and republicans and like the media in general and like um elitists and hillbillies and you know like no one's safe in this movie okay everyone has like a i feel like an inappropriate reaction to to what's happening um but it's so well acted too it the main two people it looks so good leonardo DiCaprio and jennifer lawrence i would say those are main characters but as timothy chalamet meryl street plays the president she's like a i would say an amalgam of hillary clinton and donald trump um okay plays her son who is, I think, the Secretary of Defense. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, it's really hard to describe this movie. It's This one is very divisive, I think, actually. I think it has a rotten audience score. Um, really? I've seen a lot of people online who are not a fan of it. And, like, I don't want to say it went over their heads, but, like, they just must not be a fan of that type of, of comedy. You know what I mean? Film. A film, Yeah. Um, it's not nuanced at all though it's like very hitting you over the head with this is about climate change so okay. if that's not if that's like, going to rub you the wrong way something's going to kill earth and if we don't stop it we're all going to die it's that you know um, right. and it's like idiocracy level heightened like sure. responses to but that. idiocracy is awesome I love idiocracy yeah I really I really this is if I had to pick one on here that I'm sure you would like that you haven't seen I think this would be it Okay. It's very funny. And I think it's a crowd pleaser, even though some people don't like it. I don't know. It's it'll give you something to talk about, even if you don't. Okay. I mean, I, I want to see it for sure. Um, and then our number two is the same. <gasps> we matched. We did. I uh, struggled with putting this number one, so I, I settled on number two since you had it at two. Oh, I appreciate that. Um Dune. Dune. We haven't Dune. talked about this ever before. On this no, show. never. Uh, <laughs> from a little-known filmmaker, I've never heard of him before. Uh, Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, I think he's. I don't know, French or uh, something. Right. Uh, no, it is uh, from Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen Dune yet, what the heck is wrong with you? Uh, it is fantastic. I have not yet watched it at home, so I don't know. If it, it holds loses. up. It still holds okay. up. It still she still holds up. I don't know. If, I don't does, know if yeah. it loses anything. I mean, but you got a good setup though, Dylan. You know what I'm saying? Like, so do you? I mean, I, yeah, I know. But like, I'm talking about Johnny Average, you know, who doesn't care about picture quality. I don't sound. have a good setup anymore. What happened? Our TV is broken. <gasps> what do you? It's not broken, it but iPhone? it's got. Okay, so someone played a ton of Final Fantasy on the TV. Um, not mm-hmm. me um the the mmo this is really irrelevant yeah um so there's like burned in Nick like Ryan? literally you can see like the map on the tv <gasps> and stuff oh like, no the burn in is bad yeah uh-huh it's a oh thing. no so we're hunting for a new tv now dang that sucks so i don't have that big i wouldn't watch you do it right now that's wow. how bad it is You'd unless be you had to get to elytria or whatever you know right the health bar is there <laughs> it's all there <laughs> oh that's that's so bad well i mean i guess you got a permanent final fantasy tv now <laughs> that's true yeah yikes oh man I hope they never ch- yeah i hope they never change the ui 
Uh, but yeah, Dune. <laughs> Dune uh, we did a review on Dune whenever it came out, but back in yeah. September, August, uh, October. October. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, Dune was fantastic. Um, very ambitious. Um, almost too ambitious. Almost. Um, yeah. But I we think saw it, together. We did. We did. Early. It, we, yeah, we did. We did. I think this is really a, an absolute home run. Um, yeah, I remember walking out right? and I was like, is that like perfect? Like, was there, like, What's I was like scared it? to be like, is there anything wrong with it? Like, I, I felt like it was perfect, you know? And like having sat with it for months now, I'm like, there's nothing really wrong with that movie. Like, there's I don't think not... I could say a negative thing. It's so good. It's the best novel adaptation I've ever seen that I've also read. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I mean, know people it, like Lord it, of the Rings. I'm sure that's another contender, but I didn't read that. So I mean, this is that, it. it did win Best Picture, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Dune. If you haven't seen Dune yet, I don't know why you haven't. Um, what are the Rotten Tomatoes, Dylan? But Dune is so good. Um, Brilliantly epic. acted, beautiful. Yeah. No, it's epic. In the it's so like, I hate to. I hate epic. Epic is not a descriptor that makes me want to go see a movie. Typically, it's got an 83% and a 90% Ooh. audience score. Okay. Which is very high. Um, but yeah, it is brilliantly acted. It is beautiful. All the things that we, you know, we say about these movies, but um, it is so the scale of this movie is so unbelievably big. Um, yes. it it's but personal at the same time, you know. Right. It's well, it's a huge, it's a huge backdrop with a very small uh, story. Um, right. And it's all about Paul and his mom. And but it's very like dense and like like intelligent and dense. And like, I think many directors or writers would lead into like handholding through that and not trusting the audience to follow along and fill in the gaps where they need to. But like it made every good decision there. I felt like, you know, there was yeah. some exposition dumps, but they didn't. There, they I mean, there has to be. just before it felt like it was too much. And they wouldn't tell you too much. We're like, I don't need to know that. It's fine. Like only things that are relevant. It was like the script right. was so streamlined and perfect. It, and they do immerse you a little bit. Like they'll say, they'll throw around words like shy halud and not even tell you what that is. Yeah. It's important. Hope. Yeah. You'll, you know. you'll get there. You'll figure yeah. out what you know. It's, it's great. People can I tell mean, when they're being talked down to, even if they're not understanding it. You know, you can, you can just feel it when a movie's like, and this is this, and this is this, you know, like in Shang-Chi when they walk by that wood wall and Michelle Yeoh tells us everything at once, you know, I love that movie, but like Uh, there's times like that. And this didn't have that. Yeah. I mean this, uh, I only gave two five-star ratings this year. And this is one of them uh, on, uh, on uh, letterboxd and the, it doesn't have, any as you know bob dialogue as Dylan was talking about like well as you know bob i am uh, an accountant from upstate you know it's like things that you would never say that's like a it's a writer's trope where they talk about dialogue that characters would never say very inauthentic dialogue this has none of that um which when it uh, and in a lesser director's hands very well could have and the um, exposition is like very well hidden most of the time exactly you know? like right like the the only thing i can point to really would be when he's watching the little video about sand walking. Right. Yeah. That's it. That is the only thing that could be conceived as, as exposition for exposition's sake, but it fit in the scene and it made sense and it worked and it, I'm about it. Perfect. Agreed. Um, chef's kiss. It better be nominated. Chef's kiss. 
Um, it better be the one genre movie at Oscars does this year. I'll go first on our, on my number one because okay. we've talked about it more than we've talked about yours. Um, mine should be not a surprise to anyone <laughs> if you listen to the show. My only other five star film of the year uh, from Julia de Corneau, the French film Titan. Um, I, I didn't well, know you liked this movie. All right, look. Uh, <laughs> if you look, if you if you haven't seen Titan yet. Um, I haven't. You're probably, I'm sorry. You're, yeah, I don't I'm know. I, yeah, I know you haven't. Um, well, I mean, the excuse would be right now it would be cost. Is this only available to stream as like a twenty as a twenty dollar rental? Same with um, Dune. Same with Dune. Dune's twenty five. It was on HBO for free, but now it's twenty five. Sucks. Well, Titan is coming out on Blu-ray uh, next week, so I assume that means Perfect. the streaming price will get cheaper. Um, because that's usually how that works. Once the physical comes out. It's it like, okay, becomes well, available for a purchase. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Titan, I've talked about many times. Uh, it's phenomenal. Um, definitely not for everyone. Like I said, some of the other films that I've reviewed this year are not for everyone. Like uh, Lamb, not for everyone. Sensor Ending, not for everyone. And this one particularly, my most not for everyone uh, film on the list. But if it is for you, Boy is going to be like the one of the best movies you've ever seen. It's a uh, what boy. Uh, the, 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 every every plot synopsis I read of it is different. The one on Letterbox is following a series of unexplained crimes. A former firefighter is reunited with his son who's been missing for ten years. Oh, there that's you. not a synopsis that I heard before. I know, and yeah, that's a very accurate his son. plot. De- yeah, it's a very <laughs> accurate plot description. Um. And okay, look, I'll give you just a little bit. Uh, Titan is about um, this woman who gets in a car accident as a child and has some trauma around that and has um, a weird like implant in her head. And she hears she has like a severe tinnitus and and she has some titanium in her head, Titan. Um, And flash forward to her being an adult and. This is the part. So this movie won the Palme d'Or, the the highest award at the Sundance Film Festival. However, a third of the um, audience did leave in the first act of the film because she does have sex with a car. Yep. Okay. Happens. I have a question. Yeah. What's up? Like I'm trying to get. I, I still don't think I have a good grasp on what the vibe of this movie is. No, you um, don't. Despite knowing a lot about it, um, mm-hmm. wh- when you're walking out, like the aisle outside of the theater on your way out like what what are you feeling other than that was great like what can you describe um, how you specifically felt shocked. like disgusted like getting no, off a roller not coaster um not a roller coaster I, I felt like shocked that at what i had seen okay. not not in a human centipede way but in a like watching eraser head for the first time like a like an art movie so you, know, you didn't like, know you loved it until later. Oh no, I know, I knew I loved it immediately. Um, I think I think it's better than Eraserhead. Uh, I but like it's it is definitely an art house movie. Um, but this didn't help. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's a it's it's a. So she has sex with a car and does some crimes, and then it becomes a family drama. And. Boy, the family drama is so compelling. But it's like uh, violent too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like is. saying family but, drama. Well, before the family drama. Before there's a family drama, it is very violent. She kills a significant amount of people. 
Okay. Very quickly. Like, it's not like a long drawn out thing. Um, there's a really funny scene where she's at a house party. Uh, everyone's like naked and asleep. She wakes up, kills the dude that she was sleeping with to leave and runs into another dude in the hallway. Uh, it's like, oh, I got to kill him. Kills him. Third guy comes out. She goes, oh my God, how many of you are there? And then starts uh, chasing him throughout the house and kills all the people in the house. So it's a uh, comedy is what I'm hearing. It, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not like the horror elements are not scary. Um, but really, it's like, really, you've, you've you've gone over every genre. It's a comedy, it's, drama, body horror. It is, yeah. But cool. uh, but also, it's a political film. It is ultimately oh about. It it is. It's ultimately about feminism. It is a uh, and um, a man's um, a man's uh, say over over women's issues and it's it's a very female centric film. Um, I need to just watch it. Isn't you it? Do. I it's wild. You know, don't answer this. I was going to ask because I guess it would spoil it. I was going to ask if it was like a good for her movie, but don't answer it. I'm going to watch it. I'll get back to you. Okay. I'll have a good for her list. I want to be able to add in. You might hate it. I don't, I don't actually know. I, okay. You might, but honestly, I love it more than any movie I've seen this year. It is so, so good. And if you can get over that initial theme of doing it with a car, uh then at more than once there's a couple of car sex scenes um oh. yeah i mean hey you know it different is different cars it is. or same car different cars oh okay. of course yeah. yeah yeah i mean come Compact? on what are you what are you a prude uh no one's one's a, one's a one's an old old buick one's a big rig and i forget the other one okay yeah of course uh, yeah. oh i didn't know that it's it's very french it's very french uh this movie's great if you saw raw it's on it was on netflix for the longest time uh same director it's their second film staggeringly i I need to send you i watched some like oscar experts on youtube like a a channel and the rage that they feel that this movie is not getting like nominated even for anything it should be just like a gag at this point they're just very upset even for international films it's just like nothing that's well that's that's on france france should have made this for (laughs) for best french film yeah, I mean, come on, what are you doing? But anyway, um, go see Titan. Maybe I don't. I, I'm I'm not really trying to sell you on it. Uh, if you listen and you've heard me talk about it, um, I'm gonna know, watch man. it. I need it's, to just actually do it. It's, maybe I'll do it tonight. It's, it's smarter than you expect. You can't you can't run watch it though. You have to like pay attention. I don't That's do that. Thing. Okay, but. You've given so much conflicting information. I, I feel like the, I haven't, the movie you is haven't so compelled me to watch it. Okay, what what do you need? What what do you need for me to tell you? Like, give me know. one more I, question I about the I, I don't want spoilers. So, um, I assume you know all the spoilers. I mean, you, I mean, I don't know how it ends really. Or oh, you don't? Anything? No, no, no idea. Oh uh, man, I know the, what I, you've told me, Dylan. The compassion. You might cry. Oh, I, I it's very easy to make me cry in a movie. I do it all the time. Oh, okay. I cried so. at Pennington. No, uh, um, it's a, it's ve- it's very heartfelt. It's very sweet. You feel the the man who's missing his son, his pain. There's a there's a brilliant scene between the 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 firefighters, estranged or ex wife, and the main character. Oh, okay. Man. Oh man, the scene, Dylan. When you watch it, the scene in the bathroom when the reveal happens is so good what reveal it's the reveal 
you'll you'll know the reveal when the reveal happens when the reveal uh. happens and that then the reveal is a reveal of heart and that's what'll make you go oh my god this is the sweetest movie i've ever seen in my life i really wish i had made it to the theater to see this oh man that it it's the it it's a trippy experience in this film in the theater would this play was, at river oaks like years yes. down the line do you think yes i mean if river oaks was was open this would have yeah. opened there <clears throat> i need them Definitely. to reopen so they can play this and i can see it in the theater oh man let's just do, can we do a private screening at amc go get titan we'll just do I mean, a bedrock some, sponsored one yeah oh my god can we get some car club associated with this wait till the titan comic comes out oh yeah uh-huh but anyway, Titan, that's that's my soapbox. Titan is my number one movie of the year, hands down. Uh, Dylan, what's your number one? So my number one is Michael's number... Uh, it's lower. Some, I can't remember. Six? It's, yeah. Um, so I have different criteria each year, I guess, for how I enjoy movies. This year has been very much like, I want something that makes me feel good, you know? Um, some escapism. Yeah. Um, something heartwarming. And for me, that was Coda, which Michael already talked about. Um, barely. Yeah, barely. But this was like, um, to me, like the most, the most heartwarming movie. And like, I don't know, it's like a confection, but not trashy, you know, at the same time. It's, uh, it, it's called Coda, which, like Michael said, stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And it's about this uh, hearing uh, teenager who, um, has aspirations to be a singer and go to go to college for singing. Um, her parents and her brother are, are uh, all deaf and they run a fishing or they have a fishing boat. Um, and uh, she's struggling with whether or not to pursue the singing or be an interpreter for her parents. You know, she's kind of like pulled between two worlds. Um, but it's like a very layered um, like look at a specific type of person that we that i've never seen before depicted you know absolutely um, um and i don't know anybody in this film other than marley matlin the mom yeah yeah she was so um, good oh yeah she's great i mean she's a academy award-winning actress right yeah mm-hmm. um yeah she's the but, only deaf performer to have won an academy award but troy uh kotzer, kotzer who played the dad um he was fantastic as he well. was so I good i don't know him from anything i think um, he's just some character actor i'd assume like yeah, he was he, incredible. He was great. And Amelia Jones, who plays the main character, was fantastic as well. Everyone was so good. Um, the tone of the movie, I would say, is more like... I don't know. It's it's less like art house drama and very much like studio crowd-pleaser movie, but like yes. made with the skill and like attention to detail of like an art house movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It like it, it hits it, the same beats, and it has like the big payoff at the end that you want. It's like it's very much like I don't know. I don't want to say junk food, but like right. No, no, no. I get you. Like it has it has the the story beats and plot elements of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, we're making it sound bad, but yeah, exactly. It's not. No, no, it's not. Like, but but like it hits. It it has a lot of the uh, you know the yeah, oh no are they yay you know type of yeah, moments. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's all about the performances. And I, I know we've said every movie has great performances. That's actually not true. I didn't say that about Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> they were fine. Uh, but the, the, the performances in this are the film. Right. 
Um, they're so good. Um, the brother is like the least memorable, but he's still good. But like, um, I liked him a lot actually. I thought he was good as well. But I guess someone has to be last. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Right. Right. I I, I agree. Um, it's a lot of subtitles, but like it is. I, I, yeah, also, so I, there's I, lots of parts where it's not at all subtitled, and you just like you can tell what they're saying just by their movements and emotions. You know, mm-hmm. it's like very well done. It's uh, yeah. It's it's so good. And I saw this uh, January 28th uh, this year uh, yeah. at the Sundance Film Festival at in my car at the drive-in. It was super cool. I saw this and another film that I absolutely hated called Mayday. Um, but I saw this one first. So that really, if I'd okay. seen Mayday first, I probably would have not come back for Coda. Um, but I'm glad I did because this one, is this available to watch anywhere right now? It's uh, So it made its way to Apple TV, which no nice. one has, but it is free with subscription of Apple TV. Apple TV is fantastic. If anyone, it's worth it just for a month because they have some really like, they have very... A, a small amount of content, but it's all a great prestige and good, like this one. Um, it's like what HBO used to be a little bit, you sure. know. Um, old, a lot of school, lot of codas on there, but I and don't you know. Have, like, like, the most, shows the most... like what Ted Lasso's on there, and everybody likes Ted Lasso. Yeah, defending Jacob, Ted Lasso, right? Uh, Mika Dune, a bunch of really good shows. Um, okay, but I think this is the most like heartwarming movie of the year, and well, that's the only reason I put yet, it. But... That's true. It might not be. We both but, have heartwarming films as our as our. But top. that's what I was craving COVID season. You know, I want something that like makes me feel good. And this was like the most feel good movie. It it really was too. I had a I had a really great time watching this movie, and I don't think it's like not upsetting in any way. Like, it's not like. I mean, traumatic. It's not ho- like Hallmark cheesy, but it's no, 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 like... no, 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 not at all. When I said Hallmark, I don't mean like the cheesy. I mean like in the like the story beats of like. Yeah, I know. I'm just conflict. trying to I'm trying to nail down the tone and it's kind of hard because it is serious and uh um sad at times, but like I think heartwarming like prevails above all that, you know. Sure. And not and not a corny heartwarming cuz there is corny heartwarming in all the heart uh, Hallmark movies or like a lot of romantic uh romantic movies that you'll see like like kind of just like corny and cheesy. This is not yeah, that had- at all. It had several huge, like swelling, like big payoff the, moments, right. and the, they were all earned. Like they built up to them so well, and mm-hmm. like you didn't feel like, oh, now they're going to try and make me cry. It was just like it felt natural and earned, you know. So, of the two number ones, I also recommend Coda more than Titan to a general audience. <laughs> I think Coda should, should be seen by everybody. Coda's great. Um, I, I don't think anyone could watch Coda and not like it. I'd be right. shocked. Right. I. I I'm sure Armand White hated it. Does I I'm mean sure, you know? Yeah. He he's got to hate. He's got to have a hater, right? Um. So before before we wrap up, uh, we do have our our three Razzies really quick. Um, we'll oh, say right. we we share one. Um, I'll give two of mine, and then okay, yeah, I'm sure we can guess the others. Um, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um. So Dylan and I mentioned this as we were going through our letterbox. We mentioned this to each other privately. Like I've forgotten many films that i've seen this year like i don't i have no memory of watching the new the new conjuring film zero i don't remember seeing it i logged it yeah i know what day i saw it i know what i rated it i don't remember anything about it vaguely i have a vague memory of there being something stupid with one of the warrens dying and then like something i don't 
I don't know. I remember the oh, oh, final oh, Love Conquers piece. All or something. It was like a Love Conquers All thing where like their love had to get them through or something. I remember bad. that they're helping the dude uh, who's on trial for something for killing someone. The devil <laughs> right. made me do it. Go. Oh, right. There we go. The, I got that. The, the devil made him do it. Yeah. Um, so, Oof. but, but worse than that to me is Spiral from the Book of Salt, which I hated yes. so much because I was looking forward to it so much because Chris Rock was just putting it over in interviews talking about how cool it was and how getting back to the roots of horror, blah, 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 blah. This movie sucked. It was bad. It's not good. No redeeming um, qualities, I would say. Um, also, Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe film. I just... I disagree. So, I was so bored. It was bad, but it was not the worst. That's true. I just... To me, that's... I'll, I'll, I'll never watch it again, and I had no interest in it. I, this I is a very put, anti-Michael movie, for sure. It is. Uh, I also have no memory of... A very little memory of Godzilla versus Kong, which I saw... And promptly forgot. There's Sorry a lot of that movie. There's a lot. What, what are your other? What are your two, Dylan? Before the one that we share. My first one is old. The M Night Shyamalan movie. It. I haven't um, seen. I haven't seen two of your three. You need to see old. Oh man! It's so, it's so bad. Is it his um, worst? Uh, yeah, I would say so, and that's saying oh, a lot. You know, it's M Night Shyamalan's worst. Um, but wow. it like. Worse it is turning Avatar. Yes, worse than Avatar. Wow. Worse than Lady in the Water. Worse than the happening. It's 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 bad, bad. It's cringe. It's like oh no, student film level. Someone oh, took a bunch of money see- at a kid. I want to see it. That sounds great. I'm into it. It's it's meta. Uh, M Night Shyamalan is filming them in the movie. Someone's filming them throughout. You find out it's M Night Shyamalan. Uh, it's, what? They're being tested by some evil organization. They're growing what? old. They go to an island and it, they're growing old and you don't know why. Uh, That's amazing. And then you find out somehow M. Night Shyamalan is involved. Um, That's Stop. You're making this up. It's so bad. Oh, no, that sounds great. I'm into it. I have to, I have to watch this movie now. And watching it, I just felt like he thought he was doing something, you know? Like, right. That's the worst part is that you're like, he, he really like, thought he had something. He, he, this is you, brilliant. Lol, you thought. Yes, he little yes, it's that. It was not can't be on purpose. It was not um so it's bad, bad it's bad. good. Bad, it was bad. just yeah, but that's my favorite kind of bad, which is by accident sometimes, right. you know. Um yeah. this would I would 100 percent go to a theater to watch this again as a joke. Okay. Um, so, so maybe it, it shouldn't be on this list, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> It didn't achieve what it wanted. Right. Not even a little bit. No. Um, it's also way too long and meandering. Um, my, am I doing my second one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my second one is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, uh, which is no. actually, I saw it recently. Um, we almost reviewed this. We should have. That would have been really fun, actually. We, we talked about it. It was floated, but I think it conflicted with another movie and we just dropped it. Yeah. Anything else would be better i think would would take the cake yeah um i mean are you surprised the, these movies are bad i'm surprised yeah okay so i like the resident evil movies like i, I like to I watch i like to junk watch them um but this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen and i'm not <laughs> exaggerating it's just and not fun bad it's just bad it's i can't think of i, I said this before on the podcast but we walked i saw it at an early screening an early fan event that's right for resident evil um at regal and we walked out and the theater manager was there and a bunch of Resident Evil fans were there. It, I could tell the whole theater was Resident Evil fans because they're like, oh, that's that guy. Or, you know, like 
they were there right. for this fan event. Um, and a bunch of people, it was like very communal, were like came out and were like talking about the movie. Um, and at one point, the the theater manager who hadn't seen it said like, "Well, does anyone have anything nice to say about it?" And like it was just dead silent. We're all like, "Um, no, I guess no." Wow. Like I I literally fought because I think I can say something nice about any movie. Um, the worst world building I've ever seen. Terrible acting, terrible okay. CGI, awful action. You can't see anything that's happening. Um, Wait, is it know. live action? Yes. Oh wow! For some reason, I thought this might have been animated. No, it's live action. Believe it or not. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. Wow. I almost want you to watch it just to witness. I, like, is if it's short, I'll watch it. If I can watch it for free, it's pretty it. short. Um, let's let's do but, our yeah. number one worst of the year. I think this uh, probably won't surprise many of y'all. Um, but Dylan and I shared the same worst movie of the year. Um, it is Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Movie shouldn't exist. I have an asterisk here, but yes, it's also my number one. Well, what's your asterisk? I don't think it's the worst made movie of the year. It's not. Or by any means, the worst movie just in general of the year. But no, like, I agree. It, it should not exist. created for itself so much baggage and anticipation and um, real world consequences on the film industry uh, that it is held to a different standard, I think, than other movies. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If this had just come out like this, if the Snyder Cut was the original release and this is just what happened, it would not be, I don't think, on either of our worst worst lists, you no. know? But um, I don't know. The, the, the biggest sin was being way too long and uh, taking up two movies worth of my time. I, I hated it so much. But again, like Dylan said, it is not the worst movie of the year. It's not the worst made movie of the year. It is just the most annoying movie of the year in in everything surrounding it. You know, it's like this shouldn't exist. They, I hate that they caved into the stupid internet stuff. Uh, it is what it is. We go. I, I, this is it. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with the Snyder Cut. We're done. We're done talking about it. No, unless, it, unless we'll continue. Snyder Cut too. Oh. Well, there's a lot of controversy with Snyderverse this week which we'll talk about next week i'm sure yes i can't wait to hear it um we will never be done michael and that's (sighs) that's the reality but well i'm glad i guess i'm glad he got his i'm glad that it came out i will say that i mean glad that the fans glad that the fans uh finally feel satisfied and that he's done and we can put it to bed you know i hope so uh (laughs) i am thankful that nobody really talks about it in the store anymore and i don't have to like try not to roll my eyes well, there wasn't much to say about it when it came out either. Bro, it's so good. It's black and white and square. No, not that one. Oh no, oh, no not 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 Justice is Gray. I didn't I didn't no. watch that one. I almost gimmicked myself into watching it a second time, but I decided on that's the waiting uh, cut. That's the, oh my god, Just, that's right. Justice League. Oh my god, I'm not here for that. But anyway. Thank you all so much for uh, joining us for this top 10 films of 2021. Uh, it was what are your top making... 10? What are your top 10? Let us know on Twitter at BRC Uncanny or in store um, at Bedrock City where we work. Um, come bother us. Come bother us. Clearly come, just... in Westheimer. Tell us yeah. why we're wrong about Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do that. 
but make sure you go to Westheimer and go ask for Dylan because he's he'll hide in the back and tell you. Well, you I don't know. work on the floor, so you will have to ask for me. But yeah, you will have to ask for Dylan. I will welcome a distraction. He'll come and talk to you yeah. about cinema, film. Only Titan. Only Titan. When are you going to watch it, Dylan? You got to watch it soon. I'll watch it today. I'm going to become a Titan head. Oh, my God. All like right. her. Wow. All right. Well, thank you all so much for downloading us. Really appreciate all the support. Thanks, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.